TUF Masterpiece Theatre presents Planet Soccer, narrated by Sir Richard Attenborough. There are hundreds of thousands of soccer clubs, each one with a supporters section, a microcosm of each fan base. This one is home to the megaphoned two-scarved capo. There we see a male of the species. Life here suits him well. John Sheets provide all the songs he can sing and there are no balls launched by Zlatan to worry him. Capo life may seem idyllic, but it comes at a price. There are only two dozen songs on his chant sheets here, and he needs a new one. Somewhere out there on YouTube, there is a video of European ultras singing what may be the perfect song, and this capo has just found it. The problem is it's sung in a foreign accent. So what should any red-blooded capo do? Copy the accent while singing the song. He does his best to put on a Geordie twang, but he's not terribly successful. Now the crowd is reacting poorly to his trying the terrible accent. They don't like this song. It turns out that perhaps a song popular in Newcastle might not be popular in Seattle or other parts of America. He has learned that every accent has its place and its limitations, just as every song has its place and its limitations. Next time, this capo will stick to fight and win. Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Notch. I'm Colin. And I'm Caleb. This week we're sorry for Chelsea. FC Cincinnati gets a player for all of their remaining money. And third pun. Started recording and I still don't have any idea what I'm going to ask you guys. But uh, Give it a moment. It'll come. Yeah, do you have a favorite anime? No. I mean, growing up, I was a bit Dragon Ball Z head, so probably that one. Okay. Every right. uh, 4.30 after school, every weekday. Uh-huh. Aha. I, I had to be home. You don't call. No. I, I Anime was something that just skipped my house. Like, <laughs> like, I think I had, like, something painted over my door, and it was just, like, <laughs> Like a tornado cool. that takes out the entire neighborhood but leaves the one house standing. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I kind of feel the same way. I, I think I've watched anime in my life, but I'm drawing a blank on, like, what it is. I, I See, I answered hoping that you would also have one, so I wouldn't feel so alone right now. <laughs> Nerd! Oh, Pointed no. laughing at him. Pointed oh, no. laughing at him. <laughs> uh, well... 
Yeah. Uh, so that was an easy one. So yeah, I let you guys off this week with uh, I didn't ask yeah, something like if you could break one leg on one person's body, who would it be and what leg would it? Sergio Ramos. Wait, what? <laughs> Your <laughs> God. You weren't supposed right. to answer. My bad. I just it's reflex. <laughs> well, anyway, let's uh, let's jump right in because uh, we got oh, we got so much to talk about this week. So many games. Oh my uh, God. Unlike those lame podcasts that just talk about English soccer, and they do exist. We actually have some good stuff to talk about because English soccer, the FA Cup, nothing happened. Oh no! And now we're like, but there was so much news, so many kit releases, so many preseason games to overanalyze. Man, it's gonna be great, right? How many people just stopped listening to this podcast as soon as you said so many kit reveals and preseason games to overanalyze? I mean, everybody. I mean, does anyone listen? I mean, I hello. <laughs> Are you there? Oh, okay. Uh, we just saw on Twitter before the set. Former loon Danny Cruz is listening to Lionel Richie right now. Oh, that's great. So yeah, to- and like it, the album cover definitely looked like it was candlelit. So oh yeah, he is totally gonna pour a bottle of red wine and gonna watch some Netflix and then chill. That's good for him. Yeah, happy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. Let's move into a segment that we call Don't Look Back in Anger. But don't look back in anger. I heard you say. In this segment, we discuss Minnesota United FC and we look forward because looking back uh, brings up bad memories. So don't look back in anger. Looks forward. And uh, let's first talk about what happened last week and look back at that. See, see that funny? None of you laugh. It's not funny <laughs> it, if if none either it, it of you laugh. It took me a moment. You, you pause longer. Damn it! Yeah, yeah. you got You got Like you got to you know give it a little snicker this so is, the listener feels comfortable snickering along as well. Like that's how this works, guys. This is the fir- first podcast I'm actually drinking during since like <laughs> last year. So calm it's down. I need a moment. Where are you, bad man? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so the week started. With uh, Minnesota United posting a picture of Colin Martin holding a rainbow flag. Yay! And uh, the Instagram comments going to shit pretty quickly. Boo! But Predictable. Minnesota United responding in, in uncharacteristically, uncharacteristically candid fashion with someone saying something about how they were very religious and if they were going to be responded or if they were going to be represented as well. And I'm just paraphrasing. But the Minnesota United coming back with an I quote... What part of All Are Welcome do you not understand? This was, of course, All Are Welcome was the caption under the photo. So that, that, that was fantastic. I mean, I think we are in a world today where businesses have to stick by their values and really tell people what they believe. And Minnesota United did that. They didn't, like, skirt away and say something about, well, you know, we've been considering this and that. And, like, we also think you're welcome to, you know, whatever biz speak. No, it was straightforward no, to the was, point, very blunt, and yeah. the right thing to say. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, anything else would have been a betrayal of their player. So exactly. it's uh, it's fantastic. I am glad to be with a team that does something like this. There are still teams in MLS which do not have Pride Nights, for example. Um, so so not everybody... I mean, there's some people, I think, in this fan base who might take all of this for granted. Uh, don't. No. Don't. This is a good thing. Okay. We had two new signings this week. Oh, my God. Such big surprises. We had never heard of these guys before, right? But yeah, yeah, I, I'm trying to build a little bit of hype, guys. You know, like Chase Gasper, Sonny Dotson. Okay, yeah, okay, all right. They've been Fine. with us for a while. Yeah, um, Gasper was not a surprise. He was 
if anything, expected to be maybe the rookie that has the quickest path to minutes. Being possibly a, a left back at the draft, yeah. Yeah, um, possibly in the whole super draft. Uh, starting with the starters in the exhibition games while Cavill's on international duty. Um, Signing Dotson, though, is a surprise to make the team. A little bit, yeah. Um, I frankly didn't rate him that highly when I was watching game film from his college stuff, but he's apparently really impressed in preseason. He's shown some versatility. He's played right back. He's played center mid. And I mean, at this point, now that we we will have a develop, full developmental squad, why... Why get rid of a guy who right. maybe the coaches have seen some promise? I mean, the worst yeah. that happens, you send him off to get. And that's probably what will happen. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, it was Jerry Zadota's article that said that uh, from Star Tribune that said uh, he was learning from Ozzy Alonso, and that's just a perfect thing for Minnesota to yeah. have happen. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, in uh, shocking news, uh, scenes as Vito Manone travels to England, where he intends to work on shadowy procedures related to immigration that might bode very poorly for Minnesota United. Like, Things might go horribly wrong here. Like retrieving his dog. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's probably, or just working on his bloody just, paperwork. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty complicated. Let's calm down, guys. Like, not everything is news. Do people honestly not understand that you need to physically obtain your visa? I don't think they do. And I genuinely say that. They don't, they I mean, don't my, believe no, that that needs to happen. My visa card just came in the mail. <laughs> from Capital One just came in the mail it's fine yeah I mean I get arguably the more important visa in America I, mean, I did offers from visa all the time I don't know why I just don't get those <laughs> I mean the fact that you're only getting visas rather than like MasterCards have you hit the well, Amex kind of level yet I discover is where I'm at right now Ooh, every boy. single day discover is like hey 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 sign so, up I'm like no I mean, when this so Minnesota and I tweeted this out, and uh, outlet E Pluribus Lunum, Colin, looking no, at you, E Pluribus Lunum tweeting out, this is concerning, I'm paraphrasing, because none of this would be funny if I wasn't paraphrasing. Half the fun of this podcast is just the outrageously stupid things I say. Getting okay? most of the details 60% right. Exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> adding mean, a funny voice. So so basically, E Pluribus Lunum was like, oh my God, we are all going to die. That's what they said. And then and, I had to go into the Slack channel and be like, um, yeah, you actually need to go and pick up your visa. Like, he'd yeah. either have to go back to London or go to some consulate office somewhere. Right, right, right. Anyway, like, it, the, the story is basically, calm down, you pluribus lunum, it's okay. Like, you know, he still loves us. He's not... You can check his phone history. It's all right. Like, he's not texting anybody else. He's just overreacting. You need to trust him. I don't you know. know. Is, is E Pluribus Lunum overly attached girlfriend? Uh, I, I think more like that Leave Britney Alone character. But anyway. But, I mean, they do have some cause for concern. He spends two days in Florida, then leaves the country. Coincidence? Yes. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, trust me, <laughs> as your resident conspiracist. <laughs> yes. He just goes to Olive Garden, like, what is this? This outrage, and then he just gets out. <laughs> I don't feel like family here. Exactly. Just throws the plate down. Like, uh, dude, at least go to Buka before you make any rash uh, decisions. To set us all the way. Mm, I like yeah. to set Oh, hey, I, Minnesota United played two preseason games, and you know, you guys know me. I don't care about preseason games at all, and this is. 100% the truth, not 60%. I, I don't care about preseason results. I think they're completely stupid, and you 
are seeing only what the coaches want you to well, not want you to see, but what what they want to see, which isn't necessarily a win. So what happened? Uh, they won. Yeah, we won twice. Okay, preseason so, is really important, <laughs> and I think when you really think about it deeply, it, it really does matter in a big way. It can set a team up so well for the, the coming season up ahead, and, and you know you can tell so much about individual players, and you can really look past necessarily what the coaches want to see to what is important. And um, so, I'm all done. <laughs> New England, we played New England. And the Orlando tournament, which we found out the night before, wasn't going to be streamed. This tournament had been streamed. E pluribus lunum tweeting. This is concerning for no. our pro- <laughs> no, no, <laughs> they didn't do it. Yeah, that was actually fifty five one that did that. Really? They oh did. God, yeah. They freaked out about the lack of a stream. Uh, it was mainly that there is a lack of a stream that you could watch at Blackheart. You know what? What? Uh, Unitedfans dot com did. We didn't freak out about anything. Just chill. We're we just didn't chill. Even bother talking about the preseason games. I wanted to tweet fate facts from the day, though. That would <laughs> have been pretty fun. Fate, but minute by minute yeah. happenings. Why didn't you? Because they're Gee. eventually. Because most of the day I was in the movie theater. Oh, most yeah. of the Look at this game. guy with his active social life. Yeah, I go to the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Alamo okay. Draft House in Woodbury. It was very nice. All right. What did the tape from this game show? I saw us? the favorite. Miguel um, scored. Yeah, Miguel scored. The periscope that we kind of could vaguely watch was uh, 2G quality at best. It was by Tim Hayes, a.k.a. Super Rookie, who yeah. lived here for many years. Very popular member of the Dark Clouds. Yeoman's work, but let's be real. We were better off not It wasn't the stream that we needed, that but it was the stream that we deserved. Yes. Yeah. So much of our team and its activities can be described. <laughs> Minnesota United played FIU as well yeah. and won 1-0. Uh, mostly the, the college team. Yeah, mostly the backups playing. Um, rookies all played. Uh, St. Clair saved the penalty. Um, there's a video. There's a quick video of that on Minnesota's Twitter. It's a pretty nice save. And just really reaches all the way down to the bottom right-hand corner. Yeah. And then uh, Mason Toy stored the lone goal. So, yeah. All right. Going so around the keeper. Yeah. I think it, the only notable thing from these preseason games is that Ethan Finley is back on the field. Yeah. He played 15 and, minutes in the New England game, 40 minutes against FIU. And uh, Giro is still with the team training. So All right. Keep an eye on that. Holding on for a Giro to the end of the night. <laughs> I like that. I'd go for a euro. Mm, <laughs> euro. You know, I need a euro. <laughs> We're gonna be sued by Arby's right now, and that's not. We can't can't handle that heat, man. In the uh, in twenty, I think fifteen or sixteen, whenever the Euros were in uh, were in France, Jeff and I did a sketch where the whole conceit was that I was getting Jeff on the phone from France to call us back about what was happening there. And I don't know how we wrote a sketch about this. It's so stupid. But the whole sketch is like three minutes long. And it just builds up to the end where Jeff is describing eating heroes, which that he thought I want in euros. Yeah. And I was just like, we, why? Why did we do this? Like, because why did we spend time in our lives on this? Why, who thought this was funny? Did you have fun? Think we doing did. it, but no, that's what, that's what matters. Notch. It sparked joy. Okay, uh, let's uh, let's move on to a segment that we call the championship. But the championship is a game. Is it a game? Is it a league? No, it's a segment where we discuss America's top leagues, the NWSL and MLS. Uh, first up, let's talk about NWSL news. Not at all surprising. 
Haley Mace has signed for a team in Sweden. Uh, I believe that's probably not Sky Blues FC. Uh, no. Okay. No, okay. They, they do not have a Swedish affiliate, unfortunately for them. Right. Um, yeah, signed with um, FC Rosengard, um, third place in the Damal Svenskan last year. So, good job, Sky Blues. Good job. Also, it has to be said that so far, we do not have a season schedule for the NWSL yet for 2019. That is a bit concerning. Yeah. So that's... That, that would be nice for that to drop ever. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this could just be them trying to figure out one team and whether it's going to be around or something of that sort. So I don't know. But that's just idle speculation on my part. Let's move on and talk about Major League Soccer, where first off... The Columbus crew, it was reported this week, have strong, seen strong ticket sales so far. So Gasp. It's almost like Anthony Precourt doesn't know how to run a business unless he wants to run it into the ground for very specific reasons. Yeah. Good I luck, mean, Austin. And, you know, Precourt and PSV, like, whatever, go, go to hell. Um, but I, I just want to now, like, the people that I'm, I'm, I, I'm really reveling are all those people who, like, were actually Precourt is right. Like, Alexi Lalas. Uh, who was all pro get rid of the crew. Like, it's those guys that I'm thinking about who now get to, like, and for sticking their necks out for PSV, they get to eat shit a little bit, which they should. Because being on PSV's side for this whole fiasco, I can't just even imagine. Anyway, uh, f- secondly, Orlando City have brought in a new player. Omaiwa Mu Shindairu. His name is Nani, and he's Portuguese. No, you're supposed to be like, Nani? And and then like your head explodes. Like, I don't like, like that part. Okay, I'd rather just say Nani and not have my head explode. Okay, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I'd have my head not explode. X Manchester really United pro that. It, I'm being X Manchester United, of course. Yeah, players in the league, maybe. Right, pro that, anti that. Uh, I I would assume anti that from you, but eh. okay. they fall on hard times, which I I enjoy. Okay, <laughs> well Nani. Uh, Sorry, I like that too much. But uh, Nani has come to join Orlando City. He is uh, obviously ex-Manchester United, as you're talking about, ex-Sporting CP, uh, ex-other clubs. I uh, about Turkey? Yeah. yeah. Um, 32 years old, seems to have had a, a better year than his recent track record suggests this past year. So... Maybe that's very good news for Orlando. Maybe it's not very good news for them, given the fact that this is Orlando and they can't have nice things. Maybe they're already dead and they don't know it. Okay, all right. That was that was a reference to Omaiwabu Shindai. That's the last time I say that. Okay. Can I just say, as the one guy that like definitely did not watch anime as a kid, when you brought that up as a reference point, I was like, what in the fuck is this? As a person who did watch. A little bit of anime as a kid. I also didn't know what the fuck you were talking about when you said that the first time. I mean, I didn't watch any anime for this. It was just internet memes, man. You guys are like that's somehow worse than anime. Yeah, like, (laughs) like you found the one thing that's worse. Yeah, like (laughs) anime filtered through meme. Ah. Oof. Well, there were some signings. Vancouver. (laughs) Yeah, speaking of uh, Sporting CP, uh, they signed uh, Freddie Montero on a free transfer from them. Comes back to MLS. He can't quit us. You know. He just, I mean, he, he got, yes, he van. 
Okay. All right, uh, I'm putting the podcast. I'm done. The Federal <laughs> Communications Commission has signed Kikuda Mane. Uh, they sent 400000 to Columbus for his rights. So an inter-Ohio trade there. How in the fuck do they still have any money? They have to be uh, almost out of... It's that money to this point. It's that money that they were going to spend on their authentic jerseys. They budgeted for it, but Adidas was like, "You're only going to have replicas, Cincinnati. We're sorry." They they spent that money on Kikuda Mane. Like, in all seriousness, though, are they under the impression that they're going to eliminate Tam and Gan in the new CBA? That is the only possible answer that I have for how they've spent every single dollar available to them and not budgeted any for. A way too expensive for their talent squad next year. Montreal Montreal has brought in Bologna striker Group Sex Okon Von Kyo. Kyo? <laughs> nice what you did there. <laughs> What's his real first name? Nice. Orgy. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably pronounced Orgy or something like that. I. Okay. I. I. I'd, mm, I'd, mm. What'd you guys do without spending Monday nights with me making my little jokes, huh? Sleep, probably. Live long and successful lives, maybe, perhaps. Yeah, probably not successful, but at least longer. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's a Nigerian professional footballer, and uh, he played 27 games for Bologna. He was on loan at Brest- Brescia last year. At Brescia? Nice. Uh, Brescia last year where he played 13 games for them. So we shall see what he can do. And the Red Bulls signed Aaron Long to a TAM level extension. According to Sam Stagecold, this will make him the most expensive domestic defender in the league. Yeah. Blink, blink. Yeah, I mean... He probably does. He's probably the best domestic center back in the league at this moment. Of him... Uh, Walter Zimmerman, Zimmerman, Ike, and then uh, Tim Parker. Tim Parker. Yeah. Pretty maybe go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Los Angeles Football Club have acquired Mexican goalkeeper Pablo Ciciniega from Real Sociedad. He's 23 years old. He played 38 games for Real Sociedad 2 in the last few years. So we shall see what happens with him. I'm guessing they brought him in to be the number one. Um, just seems like a Tyler weird to make if Tyler Miller was quietly one of the yeah he was more really good above last year. average keepers, but, it, but when people bring in foreign keepers, they're usually to be the number one, or yeah. they just realize they had an extra international slot that. that they could use. Okay, well we'll see what happens. L- the other team in LA have got their new jersey, uh, colloquially known as the Earthquake Skit. No, it's Theron Carson. <laughs> oh, God. So Galaxy have got a bl- navy blue kit. What the hell? Like, that's literally their r- biggest rival until last year. Their colors. Like, why? Navy blue and black. Maybe they're trying to co-opt the earthquake culture. Perhaps. Also, Zlatan coming out with this quote yesterday. This season, I will bring something to you. I will break every record in MLS this season. How is he going to let in 73 goals? I'm just offended he's talking in the first person. Like, what the hell, Zlatan? You have a brand. Stick to it. I mean, he's been come really grounded every start, since he started dating uh, the lion from Orlando. I can't remember his name. Kingston. Kingston. God damn it. <laughs> how how in the hell did you forget Kingston? There's so many lion What's mascots now. You? They all melt together in my are. mind. There's a CPL team you showed me that released their lion mascot as well. Yeah. This last week. Who was it? Vic. 
Okay. Uh, for Valor FC? Yeah. Valor. 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 <laughs> okay. Will Parchman had this to say on Twitter. Have heard this from enough insiders now to believe it. Dennis Tiklosa has dramatically improved the atmosphere for the Galaxy's young players, both current and perspective. One described it as a completely different franchise. So... Well, there there goes our hope that the Galaxy would kind of suck for a while. Well, they also still have four DP players on their roster, so we'll see how that shakes out. Yeah, yeah they're apparently trying to negotiate down Giordano Santos's contract through some MLS chicanery, but it's unclear if that'll actually happen. It's not chicanery; it's outright breaking of the CBA. But yeah, it's the Galaxy. Okay, fine. Pat Benjamin who's an independent soccer reporter, says, Some major news in the making. I'm hearing that Inter-Miami have serious interest in former USMNT manager Jurgen Klinsmann for their head coach position. They're expected to formally reach out soon. Watch this space. Uh, Q, Reddit, freaking out about Jurgen Klinsmann and how bad he is and how he's going to be found out as a fraud, blah, blah, blah. I'm just sitting here. This would be wonderful. I, I hope love. Antoine Griezmann enjoys so playing at center back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sounders FC has become the first carbon neutral professional soccer team in North America. You can just see how they've achieved this at their website. It's pretty cool. Good on them for inventing green jobs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I see what you, I, I see what you did there. Yeah, okay. Uh, and there's going to be some news about the, the Big Dog League, technically, above MLS, you know, Champions League. Yeah. Big Dog League. Big dog. You're better than that, Notch. Come on. Oh. No, that's am I? Am it's I? It's uplifting that you're better than that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Caleb. You're welcome. Well, you can uh, read out the joke that's actually better than the one that I made. Just Time to get vaccinated against CCL fever, you guys. Cock, roll up bank. those. Yeah. Roll up those sleeves. Uh, round of 16 starts up on Tuesday nights. Um, here are the draws: um, El Salvador's Alianza versus Monterrey. Who's going to win that? Monterey. Uh, Herediano versus Atlanta United. Atlanta. Independiente of... <sighs> Panama! Thank you. Versus Not TFC. Got it. Uh, probably Toronto. No. Maybe... Well, that's a tough one to call. Because Toronto's kind of on the downswing. Yeah. I don't know much about the... Team from... Uh... Panama! There it is. Yeah, cool. SKC is playing Toluca... Oh, that's gonna be a tough one too. Yeah, for SKC. I, I, I just I, see still, how they. Yeah, Fluta still in uh, mid-season form, kind of at this point. So I'd, I'd go to Luta. I I'll go SKC for that. Guastatoya from Guatemala is playing the Houston Dynamo. Don't even pretend like you know who is going to win this. Okay, I, it's, 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 yeah. I, I just flip a coin and yeah, yeah. flip a coin right now and then it's edge. We couldn't tell. Johan Venegas' Saprisa is going to be playing Tigres. And they're going to get <laughs> Tigres. killed. Tigres all the way. Atletico Pantajo from the Dominican Republic is going to be playing the Red Bulls. Uh, Red Bulls. Yeah. And Marathon from Hunter. Greece, a site of a massive Persian No, it's defeat. Marathon from Wisconsin. Where oh. Ethan Finley's from. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Marathon from Honduras is playing Santos. <laughs> uh, Santos. Yeah. Uh, it says over here... Predictions for the whole tournament, question mark. I just want one that doesn't come true. I hope Atlanta United doesn't win this damn I mean, tournament. I think they're the MLS team with the biggest chance to win. <sighs> I really, Them in New York. You know what? No, I don't want MLS team, MLS team to win if it's Atlanta. Like, I'd, be, I'd much rather lose. Like, I would... 
I don't care if it's Johan Venegas lining up against them in the final. I will cheer for anyone. Yeah, I mean, what's the I mean, uh, Yeah, if it's Johan Venegas that's able to line up against them, I would actually say Rebels would be a better choice. But um, I Atlanta's I mean, probably got the Saprisa. No, I'm I'm saying because like Saprisa is going to get killed by Tigres, who I oh, think yeah. are going to win it all. Yeah, Tigres is my pick to win it all too. They've they're just a force in Mexico and also on this continent. Yeah, like if Tigres somehow magically get knocked out by Saprisa, then an MLS team has a shot. Hmm. But if it's not Atlanta, that is probably Red Bulls. Okay, well uh, the Nashville SC logo for MLS has it's... probably been leaked by Lids, who unveiled a couple of ball caps with a. Logo that looks like an N with some dashes on either side of it. It's kind of unconventional shape for a soccer logo. What it do you guys think? Looks like something that was made in the seventies, like a paper company in the seventies in Nashville. That's what it looks like. That's their logo. It's not good. Their current logo now is much better. Yeah, it kind of that is like not that great. Yeah, I actually like that current logo a lot. This one is definitely a downgrade. It's not like abhorrent, but it's like why this dull yellow color. It's got like it kind of looks like a barbell plates on either side of the end. There's really not nothing to it. it. It seems like it's maybe supposed to be headphones, which <laughs> is a downgrade from the guitar strings that are on the current crest. Right. Like, so, yeah, not not so great. Yeah, it's it'd be like Columbus going back to the hard hats. It seems like it's just a step backward in. Oh, I think that would be a huge step forward. For <laughs> really? Yeah. Like you the missed hard the hard hats. hats. <laughs> totally oh, love it. So bad. Let's now move into a segment we call Top Lo-Fi Hits. Let's turn on YouTube. Put on the sound canceling headphones and study the latest from the U.S. lower leagues. First up, Las Vegas Lights. Uh, first of all, at yesterday's preseason game, decided to all wear beards in commemoration of uh, Tim Howard. That was pretty funny. And then. Um, because they're playing Colorado, like it made a little bit of sense. Not I'll really. point that out. He was I, there. I think sure. it would make roughly as much sense if they were playing <laughs> San Jose. <Yeah. laughs> Las Vegas Lights put up a banner also at their ground, which says "All-time largest margin of victory, USL Championship Club over MLS club in all competitions." Las Vegas Lights FC five, Toronto FC one, February twenty nineteen. Did they just announce that their friendlies are a tournament? It says in all competitions that counts friendlies, apparently. I mean, it's this is the it's meme team, all you guys. This is the meme team. Also, was this also the week that they made fun of Chelis on Twitter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Chelis got hired, and they were like, you're going to learn... Paraphrasing again. You're going to learn the lesson we learned. So, oops. Uh, Chris Kessel on Twitter says, U.S. soccer is going to bear the brunt of the cost of broadcasting U.S. Open Cup games. Big news. The U.S. Open Cup is actually going to be broadcast. That's fantastic. Somehow. Yeah, that's good. It should be. Yeah. And the NISA, you know, the league that was supposed to at one point be NASL's D3, then at another point was supposed to take over for the NASL, but then a bunch of teams that were supposed to go into it as a replacement for the NASL decided to go to the MPSL Founders Cup. NISA has received provisional sanctioning and will run beginning in the fall Recall, this is the league that's like the European schedule, the superior schedule, blah, 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 blah. And it's total bullshit. Like, why? I mean, I. There are some people being like, oh, it's just more soccer, man. It's good for us. It's whatever. I would like there to be some 
system in place. U.S. soccer is taking such a laissez-faire approach. Just freaking do something, you know? Like, have some structure. Wait until there's enough teams to run a league to provisionally sanction a league. How about that? That's the problem with this league right now, that they have four fucking teams. That would make too much sense, Colin. Gotta go now. I would assume, hopefully, that before this happened, U.S. soccer audited their... They, they're going to exp- announce some expansions before now in the fall. And, and U.S. soccer saw that they were on their way to at least doing that properly. But so. they want to do the European calendar, and they have teams in Connecticut, or provisional teams in Connecticut and Philly. That's ridiculous. Those are... It's going to be... It, it's not a enjoy your four month break between games we have an indoor soccer league like just, just play yeah. there you, god it's just annoying you know at this point like I'm, I'm all for good lower league soccer but it's just been such a mess for so long this is just straight clown shoes alright let's now move into the final segment of part one of our show keep hope alive Here's to hoping for the U.S. national teams the women going to the World Cup this summer and the men start the qualification process for theirs. There was a USSF meeting this past weekend. Biggest bombshells out of this, aside from the uh, U.S. Open Cup, having some sort of broadcast agreement. Um, The women's national team program is unlikely to have a general manager in place before the Women's World Cup. I mean, they did so well in promptly hiring a coach for the men, you know, after the last one left, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. Like... I give up. I'm sorry. And uh, the Federation is instituting a mandatory youth player record reporting, which apparently the Federation wasn't logging whether their players had anything beyond the name and a fee paid so no gender no nothing yeah uh, no record that's not good I, I, yeah probably some more some documentation more. probably did there. yeah yeah at this point um the record keeping should be compliant with getting players fifa ids which would then in turn allow for solidarity and training payments to happen if those are ever allowed by ussf if yeah. they make them do that and discussions are ongoing to get rid of the gold club after 2021 because bombshell, 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 there will no longer be a confederation cup by FIFA. So there's no point to have the gold cup anymore. There's going to be some sort of other pre-World Cup tournament with um, the, there's rumors that might, might actually earn a team a spot in the 48-team World Cups. So... We shall see. We shall see what happens there. All right, let's take a break right here. We shall return with more World Soccer. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer. And uh, we've just learned that a brain-eating disease from deer... Is gonna is likely to to infect humans at some point in the future. I have not read the article; just saw the headline. This is a shame because venison is delicious. It really is. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you need to like have sex with a deer to get it or something. I don't know. Could very well be an STD. I don't know what you'll do in Wisconsin, but like, we just we just we just eat it. Nothing else. Okay. Just okay. just stop asking questions about it. It's fine. All right. Let's move into the segment now that we call they call it football. Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. They might have come up with the word, but the English don't call it soccer. And in this segment, we talk about football from the United Kingdom. First up, FA Cup news from this past week. A bunch of round of 16 games that somehow don't involve replays. And and no disappointments. No. Or, or not, not disappointments. Uh, uh, upsets. Upsets. All rock chalk. Yeah. So, How did my brain go from upsets <laughs> to disappointments? It's I mean, kind of technically correct, but still. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, Watford beat QPR on the road 1-0. Um Karma murders QPR. Uh, Watford had a goal incorrectly called for offside. Apparently, they didn't have VAR available for the FA Cup tie. So, um, promptly afterwards, um, Tony Leisner shanked it from right in front of the goal, and that would have been the equalizer for QPR. Whoops. Uh, Newport played Magic City at Rodney Parade. A stadium which, again, I have been to. Very cool. And it's actually made made for rugby, not... Well, boy, I mean, did the pitch look like it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, the grounds are the same size. The only problem is when you're playing in a ground that's owned by the Welsh Rugby Federation, which has a lot of people playing rugby, like American football, they just tear the crap out of it. And, uh, yeah, Man City, though, tore the crap out of Newport County, winning this game 4-1. Newport's manager's match program letter included the quote, We couldn't. Could we? No. No. Uh, Phil but, Foden with a brace. But they were 2-1 in the 89th minute, though. Phil like, Foden with a brace. Yeah. And then Riyad Mahrez afterwards being like, fuck no. Uh, in the biggest disappointment of the week, AFC Wimbledon, uh, Fairy Tale Club, was beaten by Millwall 1-0. Boo. Yeah. I mean, AFC Wimbledon is almost certainly going to get relegated from League One. So, too bad. Yeah. Too Bottom lead one, seven points from safety. Yeah. This was their one chance for joy. Yeah. And they missed out. No, no joy in Wimbledon. Except when that tennis tournament comes to town. But uh, Brighton oh, what, played... Which ten- tennis tournament is that? <laughs> Brighton played Derby. <laughs> Wait, is, is, is it the French Open? I think it's the French Open, right? No, it's yeah, the Aussie right. Open. Yeah. Oh, okay. You guys remember when we played Derby County that one time, when we, or the reserves when we traveled to England? Uh... When God, we, when was that? That was 2014? Oh, it was before my time. or 16, one of those two. It's funny. I just remember that. But Brighton beat Derby 2-1, and uh, they kind of coasted on their two first half goals. Ashley Cole scored a goal. He scored a goal for Derby. Uh, Ali Dowdsy actually just announced the building statue of him as well. <laughs> That's the David Beckham. <laughs> Swansea. Played Brentford. Swansea won 4-1. I hadn't heard this, but apparently their American owners are kind of strip mining the club for assets and selling off all their best players and kind of treating it pretty poorly, per football weekly at least. Yep. Um, but credit to the manager who is... Not I think they're, Bradley. Not Bob Bradley. Uh, Graham Potter. Yeah, Graham Potter. A couple places below the playoffs. They could make it up to the playoffs. I mean, uh, quite the feat for them, but they're probably a championship, championship side... Um, for the t- time being, especially just f- because of Graham Potter at this point, I um, um, would be surprised if Bitter Club tried to take poach him away. I've I heard, I've heard actually that the financial situation at uh, Swansea was pretty dire until Potter was able to somehow acquire a whole bunch of money, and then 
a local resident was his life was kind of thrown into jeopardy as he had lost that same amount of money as well and uh although at the end the community came together and pulled money for this guy who had lost the money and <laughs> mr potter uh also put the money into, into Swazi. I, I just I, want to point out that grand potter is not in wheelchair yeah <laughs> also i was just hoping that you were gonna like hard left turn that into gringotts Okay, that's also a good good way to do it. <laughs> All right, uh, let's uh, move on. Chelsea today played Manchester United. Manchester United got a 2 0 win. Uh, that's this... a kick in the sorry balls. Yeah, um, Mauricio Sari, he's uh, kind of gone. I mean, he's... at this point, he should just leave. He should. They were singing along with the Man United fans. You're getting sacked in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, you got to say, like, Chelsea is kind of smoking the cigarette from both ends, you know? Like, it, it seems like a very touched place to be at this moment. Yeah, there's just a, a kind of uh, there's not a lot of filter in the comments coming out of that club. I th- I'd say all of his plans have gone up in smoke. Yeah, there's there seems to be a carton of troubles. I mean, at some point he's just gonna get beaten up by the fans and get tarred and feathered. <laughs> all right, so yeah, it's not. I mean, he he. <laughs> I mean, I get it. You have this one philosophy, like you, that's your brand, like sorry ball, that's it. That's all we can do. But he's got to change. Like at some point he has to be like, this isn't working. I still have a job and I should do something else. Or, and hear me out on this, they should keep him around and he should keep not being that good. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All okay. right. Uh, Pogba got a goal and an assist. And Jose Mourinho that came out this week saying that he can't watch Match United games because it hurts too much. That's true. Oh yeah, to see He's, how bad he was and how good someone else is. Another, another moment where two United fans' stretches have become reality. He is now Emorino. Yeah. Oh gosh. He also has a show on RT these days, Russia Today. But um, mm-hmm. quarterfinal draw: Swansea play Man City, Watford play Palace, Wolves play Man U, and Millwall play Brighton. Uh, quick news from uh, Scotland. Where Tim Weah was playing for Celtic, he, I believe they were playing Kilmarnock? Yeah, Kilmarnock. And uh, the, apparently three players were targeting him the whole game, and he lashed out at them verbally, was given a yellow card, there was a comment by him on Instagram later, so yeesh, woof. Um, so anyway, let's move on now to a segment that we call They Don't Call It Soccer in Brackets. Some do though. Where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already. First up, the Big Dog. Big Dog League. You're in deep going with this, aren't you? Yeah, I really am. You had about 15, 20 minutes stop to stop beat something, it's like, something better. But stop trying to make it a thing, Notch. It's, it's, it's not the Will Farrell approach to comedy where he says some like inane, unfunny thing and he just keeps saying it, and then half the audience who probably have hit their head too many times on the floor find it funny. Oh, dare Will Farrell's a saint. Okay, all right, sounds good. Uh, My head hurts. <laughs> Manchester United played PSG and everybody being like, well, PSG is without their best players. This is a new Old Trafford. They're going to be playing at home, Manchester United, under Solshire. And that uh, turns out, no, 2-0 to PSG. And Neymar less PSG, Cavani less PSG. It's almost like PSG are good. Yeah. But only in their league, Colin. They couldn't possibly beat anybody. Oh, 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 yes. Oh, this is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's first loss. And to add insult to injury, uh, Paul Padua sent off in this match. So he'll be out for the next leg against PSG at the Party Prince. And this, I mean, I can't believe those Manchester United fans arguing with this decision on Twitter. Cause it's so obvious. He goes studs up on a he, guy's he knee. He does it 
it's one of his moves to seal off the ball, but he does it so often that it seems like, oh, he isn't at all for it. He did it pretty blatantly against Deli Ali earlier this year. He did the same thing. Tam Ross is, I think it was his shin, the studs. Yeah. It wasn't called, but it's it's a foul. It's definitely a yellow yeah. card. It was sent a yellow card. He deserved to be sent off. Roma beat Porto 2-1. Ajax got beaten 2-1 by Real Madrid. They were so close to equal, to coming out there with a draw. All right, so this game had a VAR controversy. Gosh, my favorite discussion topic, yeah, VAR. Um, was that the first goal? First goal disallowed by VAR in the Champions yeah. League. Yep. And this was a goal by Ajax against Real, so it could have changed the result of this game. Basically, one of the Ajax players, about a toe or an inch offside and also blocking the keeper, uh, Mr. Courtois. So... The referee calling this goal back, unfortunately taking too long, about two minutes. So everybody talked about it. It happened in the Real Madrid game. So, you know, it was all eyes were on this. In Real Madrid's favor, too. So, yeah. 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 Um, but at the same time, Sergio Ramos got booked and got himself suspended for the uh, second leg. And then was dumb enough to say that he kind of knew what was going on and may or may not have forced the booking. Which... This- Suspension clears his yellow card slate for the next round. So getting this suspension was actually in his favor. Uh, it reduces the risk for the next round of the championship, Champions League. So, But you're not supposed to say that because UEFA might decide that you were trying to um, unfairly influence the next match as a result. Yeah, so so he comes came out and said, yeah, I did that deliberately. And then the next day he came out, no, 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 I didn't get the card deliberately, but I deliberately went in for the foul. So he was, anyway. Uh, Spurs beat Dortmund 3-0. Uh, Dortmund's horrible month continues uh, where they've had so far, I believe it's three ties and two losses in all competitions, mm-hmm. including the DFB Pokal, the Champions League now to Dortmund. Uh, they were actually putting up a decent fight in the first half of this game. It was kind of back and forth. Uh, Lucas Moura had a great shot and goal. Who knew he could do that? And then um, Tottenham just came out of the second half and steamrolled them. I'm I'm just looking forward to it being 5-1 Dortmund in the next match with Wishful thinking. three yeah. Spurs' own well, goals. Let's pile on the misery for Collins with the Europa League. Uh, Arsenal lost to... Bait. <laughs> the Bait. Math- some say they're masters. Bait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bate Borisov. Uh, it's funny because it was Arsenal that were just off wanking around. <laughs> Very well done. See, this is how you snicker. Then the audience snickers do and everyone's happy. Uh, okay, so... The- I'm not happy, Notch. Yeah, no. <laughs> in fact, I wrote down in the notes here, fuck... Uh, probably Unai Emery's reaction seeing Lacazette gets uh, sent off in this match. Yeah, um, just give a forearm shiver to Alexander Filipovic. Nope, not that good. Uh, Bate yeah. hadn't played a Bait. competitive game until since December. So fresh lights, right? Bate. Fresh lights ready to go. Uh, one last time. Bate. Oh. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm avoiding crying. <laughs> Malmo played Chelsea. Chelsea getting the two-one win. So sorry, in. <laughs> it's <laughs> this was before the Manchester United loss. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it, that is one way to respond to losing six-nil, going to Sweden and beating a team two-one. 
Um, Also, Chelsea got a charge from UEFA for a failure to control their own away fans uh, because somebody ran onto the field and gave Eden Hazard a hug, which that is bad, but it's also wholesome as fuck. Okay. Celtic played Valencia. Valencia won 2-0. Ren played Betis. 3-3. The result here. Diego Lanes is a 18-year-old Mexican starlet just going absolutely insane for Betis right now. Um, scored in the 90th minute. Also in this game, did you guys realize that Hatem Ben Arfa is still a thing? Yeah. And I he's mean, only 31 years was old. Was he in Newcastle at some point? Yes. Once upon a time. Man is known as locker room cancer, but also one of like the most talented French players in his generation. So... It's just never worked out for him because he just, his attitude is total shit. So, yeah. So, welcome to Minnesota United FC, Hatem Banarfa. Uh, Okay. I mean, we we do probably need an extra winger. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, this reminded me actually, reading the name Diego on here, Diego Forlan this week was rumored to be joining a league in North America. And I was just like, MLS, yeah, because my memory of Diego Forlan is captain of Uruguay in 2010 World Cup. Turns out he might be signing for a Canadian Premier League team. (laughs) So, what? How the mighty have fallen. Okay, Bundesliga, speaking of mighty people falling, Dortmund tying Nuremberg. Yes, the same Nuremberg in last place in the Bundesliga prior to this match. I believe also after this match. But still, tying them, the league leaders tying them nil-nil. Pathetic. I mean, at least the scoreline had a couple of rings on it. You know, because the Nuremberg ring. <laughs> okay, that's a Formula One joke. Not bad. It's called the Nuremberg ring, but close enough. Yeah. At, at least you didn't go for the trials joke, uh, which I would have to edit out later. Then why'd you say it right now? Yeah, like... I'm expressing outrage. So... I mean... It's almost like I have to do that now. No, no, you don't. Okay, they're one point behind Hanover 96 after this result. Uh, in 13, with 13 and fin- the final relegation spot. Hanover 96 in, at, with uh, 14 points. And then VFB Stuttgart with 15 points. So only two points separating the playoff relegation spot from the final spot in the league. Uh, Stuttgart losing this week uh, to Red Bull Leipzig. Sorry. Rising Ball Sport Leipzig, ah, okay, uh, 3-1. Uh, Tyler Adams registered his first one to point with an assist on the third goal to uh, Yusuf Poulsen. Uh, great free kick in here by Marcel Sabitzer, Australian uh, international. Uh, whenever, Australian international. Whenever Tyler Adams does something, somebody, everyone posts like GIFs of him. Like, you know, every team seems to have like multiple GIFs of the players. So they post some of those. I can't tell if they're old Red Bull New York GIFs or <laughs> Rosin Ball Sport Leipzig GIFs. Like, I just can't anymore. You can't tell if they're Red Bull... Bah- Jars of peanut butter or volleyball sport jars of peanut butter? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. It's diff. Gif. Figure it out. Okay. <laughs> Augsburg. Uh, speaking of teams doing badly against low-ranked teams, Augsburg, who are one spot ahead of Stuttgart, so pretty much at the bottom of the league. Uh, Bayern only managed to beat them by one goal, 3-2. Yeah, Osborne took the lead 13 seconds in off an own goal. I think by Mats Hummels. Yeah, that, that was like football manager level just... How did this happen? And then Bayern went by like four guys. Yeah. And Augsburg managed to go ahead again yep. in this game. But then uh, David Alaba and his left foot decided to say no to that. And two goals later, Bayern came out with the win, 3-2. to two. Unfortunate for Augsburg. Wolfsburg beating Mainz. 3-0. Uh, 
Nick, producer Nick, who is not here tonight, will be happy because yeah. apparently he chose their them as his team for some reason. Eintracht Frankfurt and Borussia Mönchengladbach. This was my pick for a fun game this match week, and it ended one one as a tie. So uh, this is, I mean, well, this this Bundesliga table is not going the way I want. Currently, Dortmund with fifty one points, only three points ahead of Bayern. Why do you hate Bayern so much, Notch? Yeah, I really want this to happen. Because they're the PSG of Germany and they always win and I hate them. Seriously. Speaking of the PSG of Germany, let's talk about uh, one of the two teams that's always perpetually top of La Liga in Spain. Real Madrid losing 2-1 to Girona. Yeah, um, Girona able to come back in the second half. And Sergio Ramos got sent off in this game for a second yellow card because apparently he was trying to get himself an extra long break with his Champions League suspension. He is now the most sent off player in La Liga history. Uh, 25 red cards. How did he not have that record already? 20 with Real Madrid. Barca beat Real Valladolid 1-0. So, and they seem to now have the title pretty much sewn up. Unconvincing win. Uh, go off a penalty, but still. A win's a win. And with Real losing, that's even better for them. Okay, let's talk about Serie A. We've got to drop into the um, torrid personal life of Mauro Icardi. Because he was dropped as the Inter Milan captain this past week, which Aroli has held for a few years. Okay, so where to start? I mean, we could just cut the mics, just record a soap opera based on this, and make millions right now. Seriously, I mean, okay, so the start the story starts with a lady named Wanda Nara, who was kind of a reality star turned, or I should say, like social media-ish person before there was social media, kind of, you know, trying to build off her looks, kind of Paris Hilton type, uh, trying to um, get onto reality TV and uh, always some rumors about who she was sleeping with in the Argentinian national team. And then apparently managed to sleep with Maradona and this pole vaulted her into kind of mainstream tabloid talk and reality shows. She met through this newfound fame uh, a Argentinian player named Maxi Lopez, who you might recognize from me because he's at Barcelona for a little while. Yep. But he was at Sampdoria in 2012 and 2013, which is also when Mauro Icardi was there. Well, mm. turns out that Mauro Icardi decided that he liked Wanda Nara, and Wanda decided she liked Mauro too. And she kind of went from Maxi Lopez to Mr. Icardi. And this destroyed the friendship between the two of them. There's a famous video of Lopez refusing to shake Icardi's hands when they're playing against each other. And um, he actually had to come out and say that when Icardi was playing for the Argentinian national team, he wouldn't mind if Icardi scored because it's important. At the end of the day, what's important is who wins for Argentina, that someone scored for Argentina, Argentina wins. So it was pretty big news back home. And uh, one of the other things that happened is Wanda Nara became Mauro Riccardi's agent and has been handling his uh, current contract negotiations with Inter Milan. And as part of this handling has been going on uh, talk shows in Italy, bad talking Inter Milan's players, bad talking their coach and kind of making a public scene out of the negotiations. That sounds bad. It is pretty bad. And this is been creating rifts between Icardi and his fellow players. Apparently, he's been seen at the ground, training ground, eating by himself. 
and uh, of course was stripped of the captaincy, which has been given to Hamdanovich instead. Uh, also should be noted that uh, the Inter Milan Ultra is not very fond of uh, Mr. Icardi either. And uh, so ugh, some, some other history there. And just today, apparently, Wanda Nara's Instagram story containing uh, a video of her burning heart-shaped photos of her and Mauro Icardi. should also be noted that Mauro Icardi uh, got involved with her when he was about 21 and decided to put tattoos of Maxi Lopez's kids with her onto his own body. And this was seen as kind of like a massive, like, betrayal or kind of just, just a... Uh, a sign of how bad things were and just anyway it's a real doozy of a drama filled story and uh, it's pretty crazy I have nothing to say about that it's I'm, I'm speechless I didn't, I didn't realize we moved to the net segment already yeah TMZ right yeah uh, I just hope none, nothing like this ever happens to Minnesota United uh, let's not sign Barco okay Okay, uh, let's uh, let's talk a quick quick uh, piece about the W League Grand Final in Australia, where Sydney FC beat Perth Glory four two. NWSL players scored every single goal in this game. So congratulations to uh, Chicago Red Stars. They both won the W League and lost the W League. Um, <laughs> Sophia Huerta had the opener. Savannah McCaskill had a brace for Sydney. Uh, Sam Kerr and Alyssa Mouts both scored for Perth. Solid game by all standards. Clearly high scoring, but it, it a game like this just shows you the differences between the men's game and the women's game where women have to play during their primary league's offseason to make sure that they actually can afford to live. Like, the same phenomenon happens in women's basketball, happens in women's hockey. The wages need to be at the point where a player doesn't feel economically stretched to the point that they're playing 12 months out of the year. In some slightly better news, 18,000 people watch Real Sociedad's women's team reach the final of the Copa de la Reina uh, today which uh, is the premier tournament for the Spanish Women's League, uh, the Cup, I should say. And that's... I, I read a little bit... That's rad. I yeah. mean, 18,000 for a game in general is pretty darn fantastic. And from the comments being made by folks uh, on the article that I read, in, there seems to be increased investment in the women's game in Spain, which is kind of a general trend, I think, across Europe. So so some good news there as well. Okay, let's uh, move on now to a segment that we call Confessions. Rakan confesses all he knows, and you should forget. Watch this. These are my one T to nothing. Yes, that's right. That was a soccer score between Cuneo and Pro Piacenza of the Italian Serie A. Ah. Piacenza has apparently not been paying their players since August. As a result, they had numerous players just quit the team, stop showing up because. 
clearly their contracts were being breached. So as a result, they started this game with seven players. Seven. Notch, how many players are typically on a soccer team? Uh, playing the game or uh, reserves as well? Um, <laughs> you know, let's go with both. Eleven players. Uh, I think about twenty-six usually on a squad. Yeah, they had seven players. One of them was the kit manager. Another one had to be subbed on because luckily he found his ID eventually, but came on when the kit manager got injured. There were 16 goals scored before halftime. Why am I talking about this? Simple. This has to be coming up to the match-fixing authorities. Mm-hmm. Not because Pro Piacenza only fielded seven players. No, it's that Cuneo only scored 20 goals against seven players, six of whom <laughs> were teenagers. Like, at some point, I know you start to feel bad for them, but you stopped at 20? What? Like, the only way that you would stop at 20 goals in effectively a training match, because Piacenza did apparently get expelled from Serie C as a result of this game, and I don't know, everything else wrong with them this year. Um, If you stop at 20, you only score four goals in the second half when you have people that you can sub in for fresh legs against a team with seven fucking players? I, I got to assume that Pro Piacenza, they were trying to finance their season off of betting the fact that they were only going to let in 20 goals. Oh. Hmm. I see. Yeah. I mean, or... They, I mean, it all adds up. Yeah, to yeah. 20. Pro PSN's a mostly amateur PSN's in this game. It's very true. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, thanks, Colin, for that report. Uh, it's time now to for us to call it a day for this week's podcast. So, where can the good people find you on Twitter? I'm at Taylson716, Alzard551, and the UnitedFans.com. Uh, for 551, Complete Darkness is available for pre order. So, do pre order that. It's going to be awesome. Recovering all of 2018 um, of Mr. United, I wrote some of the most of the majority of the game recaps for the book so yeah uh you can find me at the attachments on twitter uh you can find a bunch of hysterical uh writings and stuff uh that should be satire but are only unintentionally funny um you can also uh find my work at tunitedfans.com find me at twunitedfans.com and at lockstock spock which is my personal Twitter handle. You can find We Call Soccer's producer Nick Rodriguez and his views on soccer and politics at Nick Rodriguez Twitter. Visit our website, tunitedfans.com. Tell your friends to listen to We Call It Soccer. You can subscribe to it on fine podcast providers everywhere. So, with that, we bid you adieu for another seven days. See you next week. Feed me.